This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. This podcast is being brought to you by Rabbi Yehuda Shane, the administrator of Kashrus Anytime, a division of the Kosher Consumers Union, a 501c3 organization. Uh, this one be also uh, regarding traffic ticket for going through a red light. As I was cruising along a dual lane state highway with a passenger in the vehicle with me, at a jug handle I see an unmarked New Jersey state trooper sitting and observing the traffic. As I pass the jug handle, the trooper in the unmarked police car makes an illegal right turn and follows my vehicle for about a mile, then puts on his lights and pulls me over. He asks if I know why he pulled me over. I responded, Officer, I don't know why you pulled me over. He says you went through a red light at the jug handle. He asked for my license, registration, and insurance. I handed it to him. After a few minutes, he returns it together with a summons for going through a red light. I inquired of my passenger if he is aware if I went through a red light. He says no, it was yellow when you went through it. The day for court arrives, I come to court with my passenger witness. The trooper is sworn in, says his testimony. The judge asks if I have any questions to ask from the officer. I responded, yes, I do, Your Honor. Officer, about how long were you following my vehicle before you pulled me over? He said about a mile. I asked, what is the speed limit on the highway? He says 55 miles an hour. I asked, what was my speed? He said 55 miles per hour. I asked if he knows how many seconds the light is yellow. He said he does not know. I asked would four seconds be a reasonable approximation on a 55 mile an hour um, highway? He thought for a moment and said yes, I think that four seconds is the approximate correct amount. Officer, where were you when you observed my vehicle that allegedly went through the red light? He says he was at the jug handle facing south, and my vehicle was traveling westbound. I asked, did you see the red light on my side, or did you see the green on your side? Across that. I asked, did you see the red light on my side, or did you see the side where you are turn green, so you deduce that my side must be red? He said, no, he saw my side was red. He was able to see the thing from the side. I asked, did you see on my side the actual red light or reflection of the red light on my side? He responded, I was able to see the actual red light on your side facing eastbound for westbound traffic. I asked, so you must have seen the yellow light as well? He said, yes. I asked about how far was my vehicle from the light when it turned yellow? He said he does not know. I asked if it was less than 150 feet? He said between 125 and 150 feet from the light when it turned yellow. I asked, Officer, do you know how many feet per second a vehicle travels at 55 miles per hour? He says he doesn't know. I said, are you aware that at 55 miles per hour, a vehicle travels 80.6 feet a second? The judge says, wait a minute. How do you figure that speed? The judge says, go slow because I'm going to write it down for future reference. I explained, a mile is 5,280 feet times 55 miles per hour is 290,400 feet per hour, divided by 3,600 seconds per hour, 
equals 80.6 feet per second. The judge says, one moment, please. That means 80.6 feet per second, and the yellow is four seconds. So from when it turns yellow, you could travel 322 feet at that time. The officer said that your vehicle was some 125 to 150 feet from the light when it turned yellow, so it's actually impossible to have turned red until you were more than 150 feet past the light. I'm getting this all from the officer's sworn testimony. Officer, you've been trained, is that correct, officer? Do you realize that you're sitting in my courtroom under oath and lying through your teeth? Leave my courtroom now and case is dismissed. The judge was very helpful in that case, basically, to realize exactly where this officer is going. Going through a red light at a very busy intersection. A traveling salesman asked for help in planning a strategy in defending his case of going through a red light. He accumulated a number of points on his license, and he was concerned that he may lose his license, and he's a traveling salesman and needs his car. The circumstances are as follows. A dual-lane state road intersects with two county roads, a dual-lane and a single-lane county road. A gas station, two of them on the corners, and a restaurant on one side, and some other commercial businesses on the other side. So a very, very busy intersection. The defendant questions the officer in court. Officer, are you trained to be observant? He responds, yes, I have had a lot of training in observance. How long are you a police officer? He responds, over 15 years. Officer, let me ask you, did you notice and see the elderly couple attempting to cross the wide state road? He responds, sure, I saw them trying to cross the wide state highway, Route 9 in Lakewood. Did you also see the young fellow on the bicycle crossing from the other side? He responds, yes, I sure did see him crossing the county road 527. Did you notice the intercity bus picking up passengers? He responded, yes. Officer, which direction was I going when you say I went through the red light? You were going south on the wide state road. Did you see if the light was perhaps yellow when I approached the intersection? He responds, no, I'm sure I saw it red when you went through that intersection. Officer, let me divest a moment. I see you wearing a wristwatch. Without looking at your watch, at the place where the six would be, is it a number six, a Roman numeral, or a second hand? The officer responds with an answer. Now he tells him, now look at your watch to see what the place of the six has. The officer complies. Defendant says, officer, please give your watch to the judge for a moment, which he does. The judge says, excuse me, defendant, where are we going with this? Defendant says, Your Honor, just one more minute and I'm finished. The judge says, okay, go ahead. Officer, what was the exact time when you looked at your watch to check the six? The officer's response was an hour and a half off the right time. Defendant, addre defendant addresses the court as follows. Your Honor, the officer was trained in being very observant. He noticed the older couple crossing, the boy in the bicycle on the opposite side, the people boarding the bus, yet... And he noticed me allegedly going through a red light. Yet, when he looked at his watch 10 seconds earlier, and he asked what time it is, and he's under oath, he looked at something the size of a quarter, and he lied in this courtroom. Your Honor, he did not observe at all all of those items at the busy intersection and saw anybody allegedly going through a red light. I'm making a motion to have the case dismissed. 
The judge says dismissed. And the judge returned to watch the officer, but all officers in the courtroom were little. I get pulled over by an officer who says, my taillight is out. License, registration, insurance cards, please. Suddenly, another three police cars pull up from all sides. This is in Lakewood, as if it's a drug bust. After handling the officer my documents, I step out of the car, those days it was permitted to do that, and walk around observing all the other officers in a laughing chat session. I, as I watched the officer, I asked which officer drove this specific police vehicle. An officer responds and he says, I'm the driver, what's the issue? I walk over to the officer that has my documents and I tell him, I want to give this officer a ticket as his police car taillight is out. I hear hush, they back for a huddle. The officer hands me back my documents without a ticket and says, get it fixed by tomorrow. Defendant gets a ticket for speeding 10 miles over. In court, the defendant asked the officer, what instrument did you use to measure the speed of my vehicle? I used VASCAR which calculates two points that I set previously into the computer. What were those two points and how long before did you set it? The officer says, I used the beginning and the end of the shadow of the overpass. I set it about an hour prior to your approaching the overpass. Defendant questioned the officer, doesn't the shadow move in the course of an hour? The prosecutor interjects, yes, it moved. So you're actually traveling faster than 10 miles over. The judge ruled guilty as charged. This was a case that was ripe for the appellate court. In appellate court, the defendant claimed the instrument that the officer was using Vascar was definitely not an accurate instrument at the time, regardless of in whose favor it is, but it is not an accurate instrument to be used. The appellate court overturned the guilty verdict and found them not guilty because it is not an accurate instrument to check it. A coach bus cuts me off. A fellow was driving on a state parkway, cruising in the center lane of a three-lane highway at 55-mile speed limit. Suddenly, an intercity coach, coach bus cuts into his lane. The bus was so close when it cut him off that he was unable to get out of the way because of traffic. He touched the bus slightly. They both pulled off the highway to the side awaiting a state trooper. The trooper gave a summons to the driver of the car and stated, you are following too close to the vehicle and tailgating, so you are at fault. The bus driver received no summons at all. Tailgating in New Jersey is a five-point ticket, and it is a criminal charge, tailgating. The bus driver did not receive a summons because usually it was an intercity bus, and usually the officers will be very... Um, friendly to them because if the bus driver was found careless, he might very well lose his CDL license and he'll be out of a job. The vehicle driver obtained the police report and did not say what the car driver told the trooper that the bus cut him off. He asked what would I do in his shoes. I told him the first thing is issuing a summons to the bus driver for careless driving and tell the court that it's a companion case and both should be heard at the same time in court. I recall that I was familiar with a good law firm in the area. I called a prominent law, large firm of attorneys. 
that specialize in commercial and business law, and I asked, who would they use as an attorney to represent any of them in traffic court in that area? They told me there was a very well, very well respected attorney that recently left their firm, and he was previously a state trooper, and an instructor by the state troopers as well. I gave the information to the car driver to contact this attorney and tell him that you issued a summons to the bus driver for the attorney to prosecute. The attorney was somewhat upset. He says, I don't do things that way to issue a summons to the bus driver. The driver told them that I was told by somebody that's familiar to give the bus driver a careless summons. I called the attorney and explained to him the rationale. He has to realize that if the bus driver is found guilty of careless driving, he will lose his CDL license and thereby lose his job. Therefore, you tell the bus driver in court that if he convinces the prosecutor to dismiss the car driver's summons, you'll dismiss his summons. The bus driver will put up a much bigger fight with the prosecutor as his job is at stake and on the line. The attorney did it and all worked out as planned and the prosecutor dropped this ticket and the, the, the lawyer dropped this ticket and everybody went fine in the end. A highway speed trap riding down the state multi-lane New Jersey turnpike with a speed limit of 65 miles per hour. The standard regulation in the United States is keep right, pass left. The police are aware that Cars that travel at a higher speed are usually in the left extreme lane. Therefore, speed traps are set up in the left lane. The setup works as follows. An unmarked car sits on the shoulder on the left side of the turnpike. They have a radar gun mounted in the car. As they spot a speeder, they radio to the group of marked police cars down the road about a mile and a half ahead. We spot a left side speed trap. So, I instruct the driver pull over to the extreme right shoulder and stop. In the meantime, the police cars ahead can't locate the car that was speeding, and they radioed into them as one to stop. And we open up the trunk from the inside of the car with the button in the glove compartment, and one of us goes out pretending to check something in the trunk. We see a police car on the shoulder ahead backing up on the right shoulder to see if we need help. We immediately start driving and pull into the center lane, the police car backing up, can't stop in the center lane. He's watching to make sure he doesn't go on to the highway. The police trap cars are looking for their speeder in the left lane, and we were at that time now in the center lane. We pushed all of them without being stopped. Four-lane median divided freeway. Riding down an open four-lane median divided highway, heading in a westerly direction, posted speed limit was 60 miles per hour. It's midday, Practically no cars on sight on either side of the freeway. A car appears in my mirror, passing me at a comfortable 80 miles an hour. I decided to follow him at a distance and watch for his brake light if he slows down while spotting police on the side of the road. After some number of miles, I see his brake lights come on and he's slowing down. I slow down as well to 65 miles an hour. Suddenly, I spot a police car on the left side of the road in the median. I was surprised he wasn't going after the car ahead of me that was doing originally 80. As I passed the police car, he suddenly pulls out, comes up alongside me, and motions to me to follow him as he picks up speed with his flashing lights and going after the first car, and I'll have two birds with one stone. I just passed an exit on the right side, so I pulled over to the extreme right shoulder, 
and put my car in the reverse for two, three hundred feet to the exit ramp. And I went out exit ramp, went across south to a different highway running parallel to this freeway. I pull out on the ramp and turn left over the freeway, heading in a southerly direction to the parallel state freeway. I entered the other freeway, which was in a different state than the first freeway, traveled some 10 miles on that freeway to an exit that I was able to get into a northerly direction to the original freeway, continued to my destination, and arrived safely without the police realizing what was done. I was approached by an office manager that his truck driver notified him suddenly he would not be able to make the one-hour trip each way to make the milk pickup for Lakewood. He asked me if I could do him a favor and make the milk pickup. I agreed, picked up the keys, and off I went with the truck. I did not realize that the back door lock mechanism may open if the removable lock is not in the locked position. The lock was not locked, and I did not realize it. I headed out to the turnpike going southbound. I stopped for gears on the turnpike and continued south. I see in my mirror that some truckers are flashing their lights behind me, so I pulled over to the shoulder and parked. I inspect the truck from all sides, and I see that the back door is wide open, and I see some milk crates on the turnpike median and shoulder. No crates were visible on the actual roadway of the turnpike. I also noticed that the speed limit was suddenly lowered to 35 miles per hour from the normal 65 miles per hour. As I'm locking the back roll-down door and putting on a lock, a state trooper pulls over alongside my truck. I tell him that I'm just locking the open door. The trooper says that he received a report of an unsafe truck on the turnpike with milk crates flying out of the back door. As he as police supervisor lowered the posted speed limit to 35 miles an hour. The state trooper asked for my license, registration, and insurance card. I searched the truck for the registration and insurance card. I had no idea where they keep it in the truck and was not in the glove compartment. Those days, there were no cell phones yet, so I was not able to call anyone. I checked for my driver's license in my wallet, and it's not there. I just stopped on the turnpike for gears and took out my wallet. Perhaps I lost my license at the service station. The trooper tries entering my name and my birthday into his computer, but no information comes up. He tries entering into his computer the truck's plate number, VIN number, nothing comes up. After about a half hour, the officer realizes he's at a loss. He asked me if he spelled my name correct on my birthday. I assured him that he did. At that point, I told the trooper, I think I know my driver's license number by heart. The trooper says, no one remembers the 15-digit driver's license number by heart. I say, officer, nothing lost to try it. We're here already a half hour. He tries it, and up comes the information. To my surprise and shock, the officer says, your license is expired and also revoked. Because I did not pay a ticket in New York State two years ago. I have a New Jersey license. He issues me a few tickets and orders a tow truck to take the truck off the turnpike. My day in court. The prosecutor has the officer present this case. The call about milk crates flying off the truck. Lowering the turnpike speed limit from 65 miles per hour to 35. No registration. No insurance card. No license, expired license, revoked license, you name it. The judge is kind of upset till I explain. I showed the proof of the New York ticket was paid timely. There was no reason why New York no didn't uh, and New York didn't fail to notify New Jersey Motor Vehicle Bureau, so my license never should have been revoked. 
New Jersey Motor Vehicle Bureau never sent me the renewal, so it expired. The truck registration insurance cards I brought along and showed them to the judge. I just had no idea where it was kept in the truck. They kept it on top of the visor. The judge was sitting back and thinking, you know, with all these tickets and everybody, what should he do? Now the officer supervisor of the New Jersey Turnpike stood up and said he wants to address the court. The prosecutor tried to get him to sit down and shut up. He gave him a couple of kicks there. The officer said, Your Honor, in my 35 years on the turnpike and being the supervisor, I have never met someone that can remember his 15-digit driver's license number by heart, especially when you have all of these kind of tickets on him and that the truck is going to be towed away. And the fact that he was willing to tell it to me is convincing that he had no idea that his license was revoked or expired. Otherwise, he never would have told me the right number. I think he's a very, very responsible, upstanding individual. And whatever courtesies the court can grant him would do justice. The court was very impressed by the officer's statement. And he gave his verdict. $10 fine and $10 court costs. Cold